0: And I know we had some visitors that came last week for the first time, and we've got some visitors here this week that are here for the first time, but last week, uh, my, my dear friend Bojo uh, got up here and announced himself as, you know, he's the other pastor, the, the much taller pastor, okay? Well, for those of y'all that are joined, that are here today, first time, or were here last week and I didn't get to meet you, I am Micah Harp. I am the much better looking pastor. <laughs> Touche, touche. <laughs> All right, enough kidding around. Grab your Bibles. Real quick, I do have one more announcement while you're getting your Bibles. Go ahead, and get your Bibles. And we're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. Next week is Baptism Sunday. I love some Baptism Sunday, man. So, if God has put it on your heart that that's a direction that you need to go Come down at the end of service, let the prayer team know, we'll get you guys ready for next week. So, just wanted to point that out. Waiting on amens. I mean, y'all know the drill, it's like, I stand up here in silence, it's weird. Y'all supposed to look good in front of visitors. Everybody there? Doesn't sound like it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in a lot of trouble. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you. Uh, Father, thank you so much for this church, the joy that you bring here. Uh, Father, it is evident that your spirit is in this room. Uh, one of the fruits of that is joy, and, and Father, I, I feel it every time we're in here. I praise you for that. It's just one big family. It's what we've always wanted at this church, and I am so humbled that, um, that you've made it that way. Father, I just praise you for it. And I thank you again for last week getting the time with my family um, and Bojo preaching an excellent sermon. Uh, Father, thank you for giving him those words, and um, I know it touched a lot of people, myself included. And uh, Father, thank you for rest. Uh, again, I appreciate some, some time off. Uh, Father, but today you've given me a message that I need to deliver, and um, I know it's going to be important um, for some people in this room. So Father, in this moment, I'm asking that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, that you take off my pride. Distraction, Father, anything that's distracting me, and, and one of the, Father, lack of courage, uh, if you could take that away from me and replace it, Father, with your courage, uh, your wisdom, uh, and most importantly, Father, your love. I ask these things in your name. Helps to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. Amen. Bojo, did you, did you steal my handkerchief? No, there it is. I mean, I saw you crying last week. <laughs> Excited me a little bit. It's good to know you got a heart, man. Last week, we finished the series on Warrior Family. Uh, (laughs) uh, But this week, we're going to do Warrior Friend, okay? But for the next two weeks, I'm actually going to preach on this topic. And I think it's very, very important. And I have no doubt, uh, God's really put this on my heart, that these next two weeks, uh, these two sermons might... He put this on my heart. It's going to be the most important sermon that some of y'all have heard. Um, today I want to discuss two types of friends that are in our lives. and The ones that you friend and the ones that you unfriend. Uh, the word unfriend has become a part of our vocabulary today because of social media. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when I was growing up, that word didn't even exist. You, know, you didn't unfriend anybody. You know, but in today's culture, this is a commonly used word. Uh, <laughs> when I think of the word "unfriend." That, there's a story, man, these, these three dudes, they're out sailing, oh, and, and what it was, one of them, it was their bachelor, but yeah, he was finna get married, so hit for his bachelor party, he wanted his two best friends and him to go sailing on the Atlantic. Well, they got out, and they got out of pretty good ways, and this big storm came, and the boat capsized, but, you know, they had one of them little, you know, cheap little floaty, you know, I don't know, raft things, whatever it is, anyway, so they were on that, right, and they're floating out in the middle of the ocean. And there's nothing. There's nobody. They've been out there for three or four days. And then all of a sudden, they see something sparkling in the water, you know, like 100 yards away. So, so they're, in, they're trying to get over there to it. And they finally get to it. And they lift it up. And it's a lamp. So they rub the lamp. And a genie pops out, out in the middle of the ocean. And this was a Christian genie because this is church. So we're going to say it's Christian genie. Okay? <laughs> So the genie pops out, and he says, I will grant three wishes, one for each of you. I'm not going to give you each three wishes. You'll get three wishes. So this one guy that was one of the friends that was on the boat, uh, you know, he, was, uh, he had just gotten married. Uh, and he said, you know, man, it's like I, just, I miss my wife so bad. I, just, I wish I could be back with my wife. And poof, he was gone. So then the genie looks at the other friend, and he says, well, what can I? get you for a wish and he says you know this guy he just had a child and he said man I miss my family I miss my wife I miss my kiddo and I need to be back with him I wish I could be back with my family and poof he was gone and then you had the bachelor the bachelor looked at the genie started bawling he was like what's wrong with you and he's like I just really wish my friends were back here (laughs) that's the type of person you unfriend okay (laughs) But all kidding aside, it is important in life to surround yourself with the right types of friends. Uh, The problem is sometimes we friend those we should unfriend and we unfriend those we should friend. Um, I want to go straight to scripture. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. You know what that verse tells me? You're only as smart or as stupid as the people you hang out with. Amen. That's a little harsh. I'm going to put this in pastor terms. okay? In pastor terms, it means the characteristics of the people you hang out with, good or bad, will eventually seep into your lifestyle. Is that better? Amen. I like the first one better. <laughs> I had to write that one down. I didn't have to write the first one down. If you hang with people who push themselves to become better or strive to grow in their relationship with God and focus on strengthening their family, you will do the same. But if you hang out with people who settle in life, don't take their relationship with God seriously, they gossip, they put others down and only focus on themselves, it will end up seeping into your life. I need you to catch this, guys, and this is important. You will only be as strong or as weak as the energy that you surround yourself with in your life. It's very important that you catch that. It needs to be a strong energy, and it needs to be an energy from God. It's kind of like going to the gym. You know, if you, if you let's say, you know, let's say you like, you know, summer's coming up, I want to lose some weight, so I'm going to go to the gym, but I want to get strong. You know, I want to get big muscles, I want to get big muscles. So, so here's the thing. So if you work out with Steve Urkel, <laughs> you're not going to get real strong. But if you work out with The Rock, going to get strong, right? Some of these people, younger kids, are like, who's Steve Urkel? <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> put it to you that way. You, know, you want to work out with a rock, man. You want to work out with a rock. Yeah, okay. No Steve Urkel and definitely no Justin Bieber. <laughs> 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 Moving along. I know, right? You don't have to apologize for him. (laughs) And trust me, Christian warriors, you need a strong brother or sister in Christ to make you strong. Uh, You you can't do it on your own, guys. You, You can't. You've got to surround yourself with others that will push you and motivate you to be what God wants you to be. To be what God expects you to be. You see, we all have potential, guys. God's given us all potential. And we need to surround ourselves with people that will get that potential out of us. When I was a freshman in high school, uh, it was right after football season. We were going into uh, to the off season to like track and off season and all that. So you know, it's time to lift weights, get stronger, so forth. Well, anyway. I'll never forget going down the first day of off-season. You walked in, and and we had this big chalkboard, and the coaches wrote down who their workout part, who everybody was working out with. You know, everybody was teamed up with somebody else. It was groups of two. Well, we had an odd number of kids in athletics, and my name was up there all by itself. I thought, man, this is cool. You know, I get to work out on my own. I don't have to push myself that hard. I'm going to get through these workouts pretty easy, right? Yeah. So I show up. And uh, Coach Fant's there. Coach Fant, he's about five foot nine, 250 pounds, and he's a bulldog, okay? And he's one of the strongest men I've ever been around in my life. That was my workout partner. <laughs> you know, and I thought I had it made, I'll never forget one time he came to me. <laughs> He carried it to me in the gym. I, I, this was my freshman year, right? So, so I was working out with him. So I was getting stronger, right? I was, I, I, you know, I thought I was looking good, you know. And, and this is an old gym, you know, at linden there. And they didn't care, you know. We'd take our shirts off because we, you know, we thought we was buff and everything. So I was looking in the mirror and I was flexing, you know. I was like doing all these different poses. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Fant walks up to me. He said, "Hey, Hart." He said, "You ever seen the gym eclipse?" I was like, "What's that, man? I never seen no gym eclipse." <laughs> And he said, just look in the mirror and flex. I look in the mirror and I flex my arm and he stands in front of me and flexes his. (laughs) Couldn't see it anymore. But here's what I'm getting at. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really getting off track. But the the, the moral of the story is because I worked out with my coach, I got strong that summer. I mean, I got strong, guys, because I was working out with the right person. You feel me? Surround yourself with the right people. They'll get that potential out of you you surround yourself with the wrong people, or if you're by yourself, you'll hit a ceiling. But when you work out and you, 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 you get in with somebody that in your Christian walk, that's your brother or your sister, you're going to get to that ceiling and they're going to help you push the ceiling off. And you're going to go past that. Because the thing is, guys, when two or more are gathered, what happens? God's there. Amen. A lot of us want to unfriend these types of people, though, you know, the ones that push us and take us out of our comfort zone because it hurts to grow our spiritual muscles, right? But then we want to friend the people who settle with us being average or even weak. Christian warriors, you need to grasp this today. God appoints people to you throughout your life, and I promise the ones that he appoints are the ones that will push you. Be very careful not to unfriend the wrong people. So how do we do this? How do we know who to friend and who to unfriend in our lives? I want to start with the type of people in your life that that are toxic and you need to unfriend them. Most people in this room are going to know the story of Job, but I'm going to go through it real quick. Job was a very wealthy man, very successful man in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Um, Pretty much everything was going Job's way. Had a bunch of kids, a lot of cattle, a lot of land, a lot of crops. And then all of a sudden one day, everything went away. What happened was is, literally, it's in the Bible, the devil goes up to heaven, he's talking to God, and he says, just let me touch Job. I just want to touch him. He said, you can touch him, but you can't kill him. He goes down there, and he touches Job, and he touches his kids, and his kids die, and all the crops are gone, and all the cattle's gone, and Job has nothing. He has nothing. And then his friends come to see him. And his friends try to tell him it's all his fault. He's done all this wrong. And one tries to turn him against God. Guys, those are toxic friends. Those are the types of people that you don't want to surround yourself with. You know, poor Job, poor Job was struggling. And the last thing he needed was somebody to give him negativity. That's not what a warrior friend does. Those are toxic people. Guys, sometimes in your life, you have to disassociate yourself with certain people in your life. I need you to grasp this. This is very important. It could be somebody that you grew up with. It could be an old friend. It could be somebody you work with. But if that individual is taking you away from your relationship with God, you have to disassociate yourself from them. You have to. Amen. If you miss anything, or excuse me, if you miss, if you get anything from this sermon today, that's what you have to grasp. Now, I need you to understand something. That doesn't mean you quit loving them. Amen. That doesn't mean you quit praying for them. You love them. You love them from a distance. Amen. You pray for them. You know, but those types of friends, guys, if they're anybody, I don't care who it is, I don't care the situation, if they are taking you away, again, from your relationship with God, disassociate Is that understood? I don't care who they are. I don't care how long you've known them. I don't care how great you think they are. You need to understand that God puts friends in your life for a season, but you need to know when that season is over. Okay? That's very important. So how do you know when the season is over? It's when you start to grow, but they're not growing. So you start to digress back down to their level. See, I call this, this is called, how did I word this? Closing the gap, okay? Here's you and your friend. Okay, y'all are level, okay? Y'all are on the same playing field. But let's say over time you start to go to church. You start to get into some Bible studies. You start to really dig into your word. You become a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better wife, You see this gap? You got two choices. You can either continue to grow or you can come back down to their level. You got to cut it, guys. Again, I need you to understand that doesn't mean you quit loving them. You love them. You lead by example. But guys, if they're dragging you down, you can't have it. God is movement he's always moving. He's always growing. If you're not always moving and you're not always growing, there's only one other direction to go and that's backwards. Even standing still, that's backwards because God's moving. You understand? You got to move with him. And if somebody's bringing you down or making you sit still, God's getting further and further away from you. Do you understand this? Don't get on your Christian high horse, by the way. Some of y'all are like, you know what, man, I'm thinking of this friend right now, and like, you know, I'm so far ahead of them, so I need to go find me another Christian friend. This where I'm at because this friend's down here, and I'm sleeping this friend up here. I'm going to go get with this one. You know, I'm, I'm on my Christian high horse. Guess what? I promise you at some point in your life, somebody disassociated themselves from you. Amen. You need to humble yourselves. Amen. I promise you I've had people disassociate from me. In my past life. And I don't blame them at all. I've disassociated myself from my past life. Why do you guys say that? That's messed up. You talking about me. Guys, but here's the thing: honest truth. Honest truth. I was not a, a, a good friend when I was younger. And I know that. I was very selfish very prideful we're going to talk next week about the seven characteristics that a warrior friend should have and I'll be honest with you going down that list I didn't have any of them in my past and it hurts me now because I look back at these people and I just want to apologize to them because I see now I wasn't the warrior friend that I should have been but what I need you to grasp right now it's never too late to be that and it's never too late to mend those fences that you've destroyed, okay? Trust me, I've done a lot of reaching out to a lot of friends to apologize. But today, you can be that person. You can be that warrior friend. Don't be the ones that get unfriended. Do you follow me here? Make sure you stay on the track of where people want to friend you. That's where you need to be. Now I want to discuss the type of people in your life that you need to friend, okay? Okay? Uh, in the Old Testament, the book of Daniel, Daniel is described as a man filled with the Holy Spirit, smart, wise, very understanding, very knowledgeable, and a great problem solver. Because of this, King Nebuchadnezzar gave him a position of authority over his people. Do y'all have any idea who Daniel's best friends were? Don't steal the... I, would, I didn't want an answer. I was trying... I did, but I, I did, you know you got to be this, you know, high horse Christian over there and give all the answers. It can't be too <laughs> uh, you, you get him when you get home. You get him. I didn't say that. He did. But yes, Shadrach, Meshach, it's not Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was the three best friends of Daniel, okay? In Daniel chapter 3, King Nebuchadnezzar tells these two men, or excuse me, these three men that They need to bow down to the idol that he has created, the golden idol, or they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Okay, we all probably know this story. They end up getting thrown in the furnace. There ends up being a fourth. You know, some people say Jesus, some people say an angel. I'll tell you right now, it was the Holy Spirit. doesn't matter which one it was. But because of that, they didn't get burned up, Right? The point of the story that I'm trying to make is that these three men were men of integrity, courage, and great faith. This is who Daniel surrounded himself with. No wonder he was successful. That's the type of people you want to friend. The people that are courageous. The people that will stand in front of adversity and walk all over it. The people that look Satan in the eye and say, bring it on because you ain't going to stop me. The ones that you also know when they walk in the fire that the Holy Spirit's with them. That's the type of friends that you need to friend. I mean, how do you think Daniel would have been if he'd have hung out with Cheech and Chong? (laughs) Or Dumb and Dumber? You know, and and I need y'all to know right now. I'm serious. If y'all hang out with Dumb and Dumber, you're the dumbest, okay? I'm just being (laughs) honest with you. Don't hang out with people like that. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts corrupts, corrupts corrupts good morals. This verse is telling us if bad company corrupts good morals, like Job's friends, like we talked about earlier, that means good company produces good morals like Daniel's friends. Okay. The production of your life depends on the people you associate yourself with. A wise man once said this to me, he said, if you want to see where someone's at in two years, just look at their friends. So my question to you guys right now is because of the people you surround yourself with, where do you see yourself in two years? You know, I'll be honest with you, I ain't trying to brag, I got some dang good friends. Very fortunate, very blessed. Very humbled by that. I can't wait to see where I'm at two years from now because of my friends. Mark chapter 2. Everybody knows this story, but I found something kind of cool with it that I want to talk about. So Mark chapter 2, this is the paralyzed man. He's got four friends. So the four friends find out that this man has come into town that's a healer. His name's Jesus. So they go get their friend that's paralyzed. They take him to Jesus. Again, I know most of us know this story. Climb up on the roof, literally bust a hole in the roof. You know, I always thought it was cool. You know, like nowadays, you know, like I think about like, you know, like, like Tim, my boy Tim, he got all these power tools. Something like that was me. I can see him up there, like just getting that saw out, you know, just drilling this hole out. But back then, it's different. See, it wasn't like that. But that's how I envisioned it as a kid. I wasn't really smart, so they literally, guys. I need you to understand this. They punched a hole in the wall. I mean, excuse me, in the ceiling. So I mean, you got stuff falling down. Jesus is in there. It's just a cool thought process of just junk everywhere. And what's awesome is, is the person that owned the house never complained about the mess you think about that so anyway they lower him down to jesus you know thereby again we know this story but i need you to catch what jesus said you know he healed the paralyzed man but what he said was because of your friend's faith you are healed the most important point of this story guys You gotta have friends that'll take you to Jesus when you can't get there. You gotta have friends when you're down and you've had a bad week and you don't want to talk to God. You're ticked off. Everything's gone south. Your husband passed away. Your loved one's got cancer. You just went bankrupt. Your kids are out running around doing stupid things, okay? All these things, all these bad things that happen. Listen, and I'm going to tell you right now, y'all don't look at me like, Pastor, you ain't ever supposed to be there. I've been there, and I promise you, everybody in this room, if you're honest, you've been there too, okay? When you get there, if you don't have friends that will grab you and drag you back to Jesus, you ain't got the right friends. You've got to have somebody that will do that. I know I have that. I know if I'm down. That I've got brothers and sisters that will literally pick me up paralyzed, take me to Jesus, and Jesus will heal me because of the faith of my friends. Guys, that's huge. If you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, and you're sick, and you're struggling, and you're dying, it's going to be hard to get healed. Because you can't get there without somebody taking you. I thank God every day for the people that he's put around me. I can't even look at the congregation right now because so many of you are sitting out there. But I want to thank y'all from the bottom of my heart for taking somebody like the person I used to be and treating me more like the person I am today. And it's so humbling to know that when I'm struggling, I got people That will grab me by the collar of my shirt and drag me to Jesus Christ. If you don't have it, God, you're missing out. You're missing out big time. So, Michael, where do we find these people? Where do we find a warrior friend? I can tell you the first place that you guys need to look it ain't the church, it's in the mirror. Need to look in the mirror. Light attracts light. Okay. If you want to surround yourself with a godly person, if you want to surround yourself, that's a good husband or a good wife or a good mother or a good father, you should start being a good husband, a good wife, good mother, good father. If you want to surround yourself with somebody that's a humble individual you need to start being humble if you want to surround yourself with somebody that you look at them and you're like ah, just the, that person just loves people and I just want that feeling and you start loving people You need to look in the mirror what is your reflection because this is the honest truth I know my dear friends that, that, that have these characteristics we'll talk about next week they're not going to go hang out with somebody that's got the opposite side of it They're not going to do that. You got to catch up. You got to catch up. And you got to start with you. And and don't don't start saying, well, you know, nobody wants to friend me. You know, I mean, well, first of all, you you ain't humble, okay? You need to get humble because it's your fault. You've put yourself in that situation. If you're not the friend that you should be, get there. Every heart, guys, has an atmosphere. People see your heart. That's what they see. Let me rephrase that. Hang on. Back up. A Christian that's anointed in the Holy Spirit sees your heart. They see your heart. If you want a friend like that, they see your heart. And you can't fool them. You're not going to fool them. You may fool them. You're not going to fool the Holy Spirit in them. You feel me? Every heart has an atmosphere. My question to everybody in this room today is, is what's the atmosphere of your heart? Is it one that's going to attract light or is it one that's going to reflect it? 2nd Chronicles 16:9 The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Guys, God's looking for people that have a heart for him. It's like King David, right? Man after God's own heart. As bad as he screwed things up, God kept loving on him because he knew his heart. He knew his heart. People miss that about King David. He made a lot of dumb mistakes. I mean, for a man to be so successful, he was stupid at times. But the thing is, he's human like the rest of us. We're all that way. The times that he was smart is because he was listening and following God. You got off track, you made a stupid decision. But even because of that, God still knew his heart, still loved him. Still helped him. I need you to pay attention to this. If you're developing a heart after God, you don't have to look for God, He's looking for you. What it tells you if you're committed to the heart change he'll come find you how great is that that's what this verse is saying our heart we we change it that doesn't mean we got to go look for him he finds us and the cool part about it guys if you have a heart for god god will put warrior friends around you All right, guys, grab your Bibles. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. This is what we started with last week. We're going to finish up this uh, Warrior Friend series, two-week series. And then next week, I'll start Revelation. I'm glad y'all are excited about it. Amen. Amen. I've heard three people get there. All right. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person fails, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in really big trouble. Let us pray. Father, we praise you. Uh, the victories of this church, they just keep pouring in. And the confirmation that you continue to give myself in leadership keeps pouring in. Um, Father, I need people that are here today to understand whether it's the first time they've been here or they've been here the last three years. um, When you walk through the doors of your house, this church, uh, Father, they're they're family. That's what you tell us to do. It's one big family. Uh, Father, just continue. I ask that you continue to pour that same feeling out on us for the years to come. That always needs to be our focus. Uh, Father, you tell us to do all things through love. and um, There's nothing I love more than family. Uh, Father I just praise you again for the victories that have come not only just this past week uh, Father but so many times you, you just continue to bless not only this church but Father individuals that have so much to do with this church that never even set foot in here a lot of people that watch online uh, Father I continue to get praise reports from them and uh, I don't want those to go unnoticed So Father I continue to ask that you lift those up as well that can't be here uh, that support this church Father in this moment You have given me a word, uh, Father, a a sermon that we started last week, and um, you need me to end it today. But Father, the word that you've given me, I need to get across to your people. Uh, So Father, I'm asking that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, that you take all of my pride, anger, any distraction whatsoever, and take it away from me, Father, and replace it with you, Father, your knowledge, your wisdom, your boldness, and most importantly, your love. Ask these things in your name. Help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So, today I'm going to finish this two part sermon series that's titled Warrior Friend. Uh, Last week I told you guys that God told me these two sermons would be some of the most important sermons that certain individuals from this congregation will have ever heard. Uh, He was right because the confirmation after last week was unreal. Thank you all, by the way, the ones that did reach out and give me that confirmation. I highly appreciate you guys. That, that always helps, trust me. Uh, last week we discussed the two types of friends in our life, the ones that you friend and the ones that you unfriend. Um, if you weren't here last week, uh, I know we've got some visitors and so forth, if you if you get a chance, go back on our YouTube channel and watch the sermon from last week. It'll make a lot more sense for this week's sermon as well. Uh, but just go check that out, the unfriend and friend sermon. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, last week, again, discussing these things, I told you guys that I would finish up this part two today, and, and it's all about characteristics. Uh, God's given me seven characteristics, imagine that, seven, completion, seven characteristics of what a Christian warrior friend, the characteristics they should have, that you're looking for in a warrior friend. We're going to start with the first one, which is reliable. We're going to look at Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay. Most of us know that verse, and you're thinking, why in the world does that, why would you put that in there? Well, here's the thing. The Word tells us, the Bible tells us, that we should do everything we can to strive to be like Jesus Christ. Now, we're not going to be. We, we, we're going to mess up, we're going to make a lot of mistakes and so forth, but we should always strive for that, correct? You can't get any more reliable than this right here. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what you're looking for in a warrior friend. You're looking for somebody that's going to be reliable no matter when it is, no matter the situation that it is. Well, we should, uh, a warrior friend is someone who can uh, you can always count on. Uh, they're there when you need them the most, and they're more than willing to help out at a moment's notice. So, okay, listen, Friday, man, let me tell y'all what happened to me Friday. Some of y'all laughing, y'all already know. So, Friday, we, we had Grandparents Day at my kid's school at St. James, okay? There was 500 people at St. James. There ain't no parking lot at St. James, okay? I need y'all to understand this. There is, but they're very small, okay? so So, you had people that were literally parking, you know, 500 yards away and getting and getting brought to the school well I parked I parked where the teachers parked and and and, and I got kind of trapped in there okay so when it was over by the way real quick because we got some visitors and I don't know if y'all came from out of town it was pouring down rain Friday okay it's very wet very soggy so I go into the school we get through the whole process and at the end a uh, lady that's there asked me if I would help take down the stage and get all the chairs put back so I did all this and I thought okay by the time I'm done all these cars will be out of the way. They'll be out of the way. I can get out, right? I walk down there where my car is parked. I'm still trapped in that thing. I'm standing by the dean of the school, Miss Susanna Joyce, and we're talking and we're visiting and we're looking at my car. And she's like, Mike, I think if you go around this way, it's kind of the high ground. You ought to be able to get out. I've driven across that so many times. <laughs> and I looked at it. I said, It's kind of wet, Miss Susanna. She's like, Oh, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. So, I got in my 2001 Grandma Pearl Lexus <laughs> with some slick tires. And I start going around this area, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all, 10 seconds later, I wasn't moving. <laughs> tires just yeah, it's spinning, it's bad. So, the thing is, when that happened, I'm stuck, right? Like, I'm, I'm stuck. And uh, I picked up the phone and I texted one of my dear friends, Mr. Will Green. Uh, About he was already helping me with one vehicle that day and then I texted I was like hey, man By the way, you know, I kind of I kind of got stuck and I was wondering if you come help me this afternoon get my car out Y'all it wasn't ten minutes Will Green showed up Not only did Will Green show up Tim Wilkerson showed up right after that and then and then my boy Ben Mayo was already there They pushed me out Pushed me out got me out of everything so they got me unstuck right? It's pretty cool to have friends that are like that, but here's what I need you guys to grasp from all this. This is the point of the story. I got stuck because I made a poor decision, and it put me in a bad situation. Correct? Okay. Christian, hush, Christian warriors, there's going to be a time in your life when you make poor decisions that will put you on the wrong path, just like I did. And because of this, you will get stuck in a bad situation. You better make sure you have warrior friends that will not only get you unstuck, but get you back on the right path. Thank you to my friends, by the way. appreciate you guys. Y'all give them a round of applause. Get me unstuck. Man, my pearl white Lexus was dirty after that. It's nasty. A, fo- a warrior friend, again, is true to their word. They're always going to follow through with what they say. Um, you, you want that, again, you want that reliable friend, the, the best way to describe it, y- y'all know when you go get gas, and, and you're pumping gas, and, and, and you turn it on, and you're going to go inside and get something to drink, and you hear it click, nothing makes me more mad than that, you know, I got $2 of gas sitting there, you know, so I go back, I click it again, try to get it going, I start to walk off, and I hear it click again, right, you don't want a gas pump friend, you want a friend that's going to be reliable, always make sure you have those that you can count on that will follow through with their job as being your warrior friend. Amen. The next one is a warrior friend. The next characteristic is they should be forgiving. I want to look at Colossians 3.13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Warrior friend never holds grudges, guys. No matter the situation, they're going to forgive you for it. But I need you to catch something. The Bible, again, tells us that we should always forgive everyone, right? I mean, you must forgive others. You must forgive everyone. That is biblical, but that doesn't mean you have to trust them. I need y'all to catch this, okay? Because sometimes you'll think that you've got this warrior friend and you continue to forgive them, you continue to forgive them, and they keep, they have this pattern that continues on, and you're having to continue to forgive them. What I need you to catch here is always forgive, but be careful about who you trust. Okay? I mean, you you think about it. If somebody breaks in your home, you know, you got to forgive them, but but you're not going to give them the keys to your house. Right? Be careful about who you trust, Christian warriors. That's very important. Very important. This brings me to the next characteristic, which is the third characteristic of what a Christian warrior friend ought to have, and that is that person should be trustworthy. I want to look at Proverbs uh, eleven thirteen. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. That verse alone, to me, is very strong. A warrior friend is someone you can trust at anything, anything that you give them, guys. Anything that you go to them with and you talk to them about. You can trust them with that it's hard to find those types of friends by the way very hard to find those friends gossiping is something that listen I ain't gonna lie and and anybody in here that says they don't they ain't ever gossip you a liar I'll tell you that right now because listen that's that's what we like to do right like we like the drama we like that stuff it's fun you know you you get really dug deep and you start digging yourself in a hole though I mean the thing is though it's infectious is what it is you know a warrior friend won't do that. A warrior friend is a lot more sensitive about your privacy. Very sensitive about your privacy. You should always be able to trust a warrior friend not only with your privacy or something that you go to him with, but also your possessions. A warrior friend is the type of person that if something happened to you, you know they're going to go take care of your family. That's a warrior friend. That's somebody that'll step up. You know, I've lost some, some good friends. Um, <coughs> crud, just in the last year. And I'm doing my best to make dang sure I take care of that family. Because that's my friend. And the thing that I need y'all to grasp is if you're a warrior friend, it's, it's really not a friendship. It's family. It's family. It's what it's all about. Thank you. Love y'all. That's the type of warrior friend that you need. The fourth characteristic that a warrior friend should be is unselfish. We're going to look at Philippians 2.3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count on others more significant than yourselves. Love this verse. I'm going to read that again. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Easier said than done. A warrior friend is not self-seeking. Your friendship should never be based on what they're getting out of the relationship. I need you all to really pay attention to this one. If they only want to friend you to gain something, you need to unfriend that person. Some people have an agenda. And with this agenda, they decide to make friends just to get people in their corner. I need you all to understand... That's not a friend, that's a politician. It's exactly what that is. (laughs) I tell you right now, and and I mean this in the nicest way. I I don't. There ain't many politicians I I want to be friends with. Just being honest. Cheryl Collum, I love you. you. But see, I don't even look at her as politician. See, that's the thing. When they're good people, you don't even think about them as that, the word politician. It's sad, but our, it's been destroyed. It's been destroyed. That's what that's what's happened. A warrior friend should never try to persuade you in a direction on a decision. Instead, they should tell you to go pray about it, and let God lead you to their own decision. Guys, I see this all the time. Mm. Especially, especially. Okay, I've been in ministry for 10 years. I've seen it a lot in ministry. You know, that pastor made me mad. I'm gonna go tell all my friends and family that go to that church all about it. That's not a warrior friend. That's a politician. I'm being serious. I have seen churches fall apart because of pride from one individual that started a spark and became a fire. Never, never. If, if, and guys, I, I really need you to grasp this. If you ever leave a church, if you ever leave this church, that is your decision you take that decision and you take it with you. You never sit down and talk negative. It, not even—it's not even just the church. I'm just bringing up the church because I've seen it so much in the last ten years. It's really sad. But any situation—if you unfriend somebody else that your friend over here is a friend with—you don't go over and start bad mouthing this person. You just tell them, we, "We've got a—we're a di- we, different. We, we've had some differences, and we're just going to split ways. It's no big deal. I still love them. I'm just not going to associate with them. Plain and simple. That's it. That's the end of it." And what you need to understand is, is God, if there is a problem, if there is a problem, God will reveal that problem to the other person, okay? So so don't try to just jump out there and persuade somebody to go your direction. What you need to do, again, is you keep that private, and then if there is an issue, God will reveal it to the others. No sin gun is unexposed, okay? Just remember that. Don't persuade a warrior friend is not jealous when you have victories, even if the victory is against that person. That, that is a selfish, you can't even call it a friend, that's just a selfish person that is not excited about your victories. Man, that should be something, it's only pride. It's only pride. It's, it's King Saul and David that's what it is you know David was dominating doing all these great things and King Saul was jealous of him and of course y'all know what happened after that I mean guys jealousy can destroy not only friendships it can destroy families it can destroy a country it can destroy a church I've said this before if you're jealous you're not happy with what God's already given you. That's a problem. You should always be excited about what God has already blessed you with. Number five characteristic that a Christian warrior friend should be is encouraging. I want to look at First Thessalonians 5.11. Encourage one another and build one another up. I think that's simple enough. This one's huge. The warrior friend should always be ready to lift you up when you're down. When a warrior friend knows, excuse me, when a warrior friend knows you're going through a tough time, you shouldn't. Most of, you're not going to reach out to them. They're going to reach out to you. That's one way you can tell who you, who a warrior friend is in that situation. Most of the time, again, you're not going to reach out to them. They sense it. They see it. They know something's going on, and they're going to come to you, and they're going to love on you. Now, in saying that, notice that I said when they do know. Don't assume that they do always know, okay? Most of the time, what happens is if you're around them a lot, they're going to sense an issue. But let's say you're not around them a lot, and some other people know about a situation that you're going through, and you're like, well, my, my friend over here, they ain't even reached out to me. It's been a week. Don't assume they know. Don't assume they know. In situations like that, if you consider that person a warrior friend, you need to be a warrior friend. You need to reach out to them. Let them know you're struggling, and let them encourage you. Let them encourage you. So many times we take stuff that we're going through and we hold it in. Instead of allowing us to bring that out and let God bring somebody into our lives that can fight the issue with you. Don't be so prideful that you don't share your problems and your defeats with your friends. One of the gifts of the body is encouragement. It's exhortation. And that's something, guys, that is huge in this church. I tell you, that's what I love about this church. I can't tell you how many times something goes on and somebody's like, "We've got this group me thing," and and, and I always put it on silent because it's just ding, 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 ding. But I love that because that's what it is. Is somebody will reach out and they're like, "Man, I'm struggling. I've got this going on," and then it's like, "I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Where are you at? I'll come get you." I, mean, I just I love it. That's that's where your friends, guys. That's who you surround yourself with. Encouragement is huge. Without that. They're, they're not even close to the title of warrior friend. Not even close. A warrior friend will also encourage you by pushing you. They encourage you to reach the potential that God has for you. A warrior friend's not going to sit back and let you be half of what God wants you to be. You know, some of y'all get mad at me because I push you. Well, there's a reason why I'm pushing you. I'm your friend. I don't want to see anybody in here not reach the potential that God has put in their lives. Neither should you. There's nothing wrong with calling out somebody, one of your friends, that you know is not reaching their potential because they're being lazy or they're scared. Which brings me to the sixth characteristic that a warrior friend should have, and that person should be truthful. You could pull that up for me, Ephesians 4:25. Having put away all, excuse me, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak with truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Okay, this verse tells you that uh, we're all God's children. Therefore, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. So we should always want the best for each other, and the only way to do that, a lot of times is to be painfully truthful. Amen. Hurts, right? Sometimes it hurts, man. Like, I don't want to hurt my brother. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't, don't want to hurt my sister. I don't want to go tell them, you know. You know. Now, now, men, this doesn't mean when your wife looks at you and she says, does this dress make me look fat? <laughs> We're talking about warrior friends. We talked about the marriage thing last time. Okay, you just, that, that answer is always you are stunning. Okay, Always you are stunning. It, always, y'all are sitting there, hmm, I'm sorry, man, I, got, I done messed up some guys' lives this week, right there, just, just from that comment. I'm sorry, gentlemen, I apologize. If you see one of your brothers and sisters doing wrong, it is a warrior's friend's job again to point that out. Uh, if you don't point the truth out to them, guys, you are crippling them, and in turn, you're crippling God's kingdom, because that person's got potential, God's given it to them, And that person, if they don't know what they're doing is wrong, and you're not telling it to them, and nobody else does, they're not reaching the potential that God has for them to build the kingdom the way that he wants it done. Never sugarcoat things, guys. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say this. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Never sugarcoat things, but make sure you deliver it properly. Okay, uh, so, so uh, I didn't even put this in my notes. you starting to laugh. You got me all started on this. So, so, so y'all need to understand, okay, there's a way to point out the correction and be truthful to your friend, okay, in private, okay. Do not call them out in front of everybody. That's the worst thing you can do. How many people in this room, I, I don't know if you're like me, when I get embarrassed, I get mad. Like, I get, like, fighting mad, like, if you embarrass me. Like, I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? Does anybody else feel that way? Am I the only one? Am I the only sinful Christian? Somebody raise their hands. Thank you. Okay. So, so, so the thing is, I'm going to bring up my, my brother Bojo, and I love my boy Bojo. Because let me tell you what. No, no, it's a good, it's a good thing. So, so let me tell you what. Bojo don't sugarcoat nothing, okay? Never in his life. I don't think this dude's ever even eating sugar, okay? Like, seriously. So, but, but Bojo is excellent at this. He's excellent at this. If he sees me struggling, if I do something wrong, if he sees me going in the wrong direction, he will literally grab me, pull me aside, and it's me and him and he'll tell me, "Mike, you got to get back on track." When when we first started this church, <laughs> my brother his whole job when he came to this church, I told him, "I need you to keep me humble." I don't mind everybody in this room, I think, has learned this by now. I used to be a very prideful person. <laughs> I was trying to be serious, man. <laughs> so when Bojo comes and, and God calls him to help me plant this church, I knew immediately that was my warrior friend that was going to keep me in check. Amen. Immediately I knew that because I knew he didn't sugarcoat anything. Very truthful, and he's my brother, and he loves me. So, since that time, when I get off track and my pride starts to swell up, and I need to be humbled, thank you, I love you, my brother. That's what you have to have, guys. And here's the thing I got a lot of them in this room. That's the great thing. It's just he's been with me the longest, you know, he's put me in check the most, you know. (laughs) The other ones is like maybe once. You know, Bojo is like 20, 30 times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they say, amen, right? Yeah. But, guys, you do. You have to have that. You've got to have somebody that will hold you accountable, but does it in a loving way. You know, and that's the thing. I, I, I can tell you this. M- me and him have had some heated decisions in, in conversations before. The great thing about it is is we hug each other's neck when it's all over with, and we tell each other we love each other, and we pray. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. If you don't have a friend like that, guys, you're missing out big time. you got to have them. And I promise you, they're right here in this room. I have no doubt about that. The last characteristic that a Christian warrior friend should be is loving. Bojo's real loving, too, by the way. He's a loving guy. John 15, 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Are you willing to lay down your life for another? It's a question I got for y'all today. That's hard, right? Because if you're laying down your life for another, you're leaving your family behind. But what does this What does he say? Guys, this is in red. This is in red. If it's your brother or sister, I need you to understand something. You're not leaving your family behind. That's my family. That's what Jesus is saying. When he says friend, I mean, I'm telling you right now, there's no greater love to lay down than one's life for one's family. I mean, that's what Jesus is saying. It's your brother, it's your sister in Christ. Yesterday, I was very humbled. Um, We had a security meeting. Dang, man, I can't quit crying today. We had a security meeting, and um, probably 90% of the people on security were there. Mr. Randy cooked pancakes. They were amazing. They were really good. I ate like nine of them. But um, in that room, to see all these people that I have no doubt, uh, and and a lot of y'all don't know how the security works at the church and so forth, and I don't like this part of it, but it's just the truth of it. I'm like the number one priority. I don't like that. But I get it, and I follow that direction. And to know that those men would literally lay down their life for their pastor their family that is humbling that is so humbling i want y'all to feel that you need a friend like that it's a it's, it, it's a great feeling to know that you literally have somebody in your corner that will do whatever it takes to protect you physically that's huge it's an amazing feeling. And, and feeling that yesterday, again, I need you, I want y'all to feel that same thing. A warrior friend loves you, but not just by protecting you physically, they also protect you socially. Protecting you socially means protecting your reputation. In other words, they got your back. How many times. Has somebody come up to you said, you know, you're friends with this person. I heard this about him. What's your response? Let you me tell you what my response is. Ain't none of your business. It ain't none of your business. I know for a fact that there's a lot of people in this church. Let me start over. In the last year, this church has been attacked a lot. And what's sad is, is this church has even been attacked from individuals in ministry, individuals from other churches. And I know for a fact that these attacks have happened. And some of y'all sitting in this room were a part of this, and you don't even know that I know. But the reason, here's the thing, what I'm getting at it, y'all didn't do anything, you backed me up, and I know you did, and I love you for it, and thank y'all very much. Because, guys, if they're a warrior friend, they're not going to let somebody mess up your reputation. They're going to back you up 100%, even if you did wrong. Even if you did wrong... They're still going to tell them that ain't none of your business. That ain't your problem. You need to worry about your family, your job, and your situation. And they'll still back you. Now, they may come to you and be truthful, but they're still going to back you. My closest friends, there's nothing they could do to lose me. Nothing. Because I know their heart right now. I know their heart. And I'll back them. Whatever they go through, the mistakes that they make, I'll back them. That's a warrior friend. That's how you have to be. And I'm going to tell you something. It's one of the hardest things to do, but I need you to grab this. It's one of the most courageous things you can do for another brother or sister in Christ. Back your buddies up, guys. Back them up. Stomp out the rumors. I love it. A warrior friend will also protect you spiritually pray for you they pray for your family man that's a good feeling to know that people are backing you up not only socially and physically but spiritually they love you that much that they're praying for you my question to you today is when you go and you pray every single day of whenever your prayer time is whatever it is are you only praying about you and your situation are you praying about one of your brothers and sisters my prayer every morning when I get through actually when I get through praying this is what this is my routine I get through praying I go get ready for the day and then I actually go downstairs and I spend some time by myself and while I'm down there I'm praying and I'm praying God who do I need to reach out to today who do I need to pray for today what brother or sister is struggling and I don't know about it father but who do I need to be praying for put them on my heart who else in this room? Never mind, don't no show of hands because I know there's a ton of you that do it because I get text messages all the time. Thank y'all for doing that. Don't be a selfish prayer. Let me. Re- I'm going to reword that. That sounded really Cass County. <laughs> don't be a selfish prayer warrior. How's that sound? that better? <laughs> Guys, Satan is constantly at work. Constantly, Just because he ain't attacking you, you don't think he's not attacking your friends? Come on, man. He's always attacking. See, that's what happens. See, he's not attacking us. Everything's going good in our life, and we're like, man, I'm, I'm on easy street. No, you're not. Not if you've got a brother and sister in Christ It's hurting. Guys, you step into that prayer room like a warrior. You know, you say it's cliche all you want to. I don't care. I love it. It's a warrior. That's what you step in as. You go in there serious. God, who's struggling today? Put them on my heart. Let me know who I need to go lift up today and encourage. Tell me the situation that's going on so I can go attack Satan for them because they're down right now. My friend is down. We talked about this last week. My friend is down. They're struggling, and I need to get them back to you. So, Father, put them on my heart. You don't think the Holy Spirit will not tell you if one of your friends is down and beat up? I promise you, you will. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask, I challenge y'all to do that tomorrow or today. I don't care when, in your prayer time. I challenge you to sit down, and before you start praying about your dang self, what I want you to do is, God, who's hurting today? And I promise you he'll start putting people on your mind like this. Just like this. Reach out to them. It's as simple as a text message, guys. Be lazy and send them a text message. It's okay. Do that. That's one of the great things about technology today. We can reach people like this, right? So it's simple. You sit down, I've got a mentor of mine that does this every day at lunch. Every day at lunch, he sits down, he's got his lunch laid out, and before he eats, his prayer is, Father, while I'm eating, you start putting people on my heart that I need to pray for. And he's got a sheet of paper that sits next to him while he's eating lunch, and he'll take a bite, and he'll write a name down. And he'll take a bite, and he'll write a name down. And by the time he's through eating, he's got five to 20 people on there, and he texts all of them before he does any more work for the day that's a warrior friend. Let's be that way. Can you imagine if every individual in this church did that? If every individual in this church did that, we would be attacking Satan constantly. He wouldn't have a chance because we're killing him with prayer. Be a warrior friend, guys. Ask him. He'll tell you. We got baptism, so I got to hurry. So the seven characteristics of a warrior friend, if you pull that up for me, Nick, real quick, just to review, is reliable, forgiving, trustworthy, unselfish, encouraging, truthful, and most important, they love you. And they love you physically. They love you emotionally. They love you socially. And they love you spiritually. They love you. And they'll protect you just like you would protect your own family. Amen? Amen. I've got a demonstration I want to do. Can you grab that for me, brother? Yeah, grab that chair for me. I'm going to end with this. Last week I discussed, right there, just fine. Thank you, brother. Y'all give my brother a round of applause. He's pretty, too. You know, he's pretty. (laughs) So last, (laughs) last week, I discussed, or actually it wasn't last week, it was a few weeks ago, I brought up, and some of y'all may remember, but I talked about your inner circle of friends and your outer circle of friends. There's two sets, okay? They're all your friends. But what you need to understand is you, 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 there, there's some that you keep in that inner circle, and there's some that never need to be in that inner circle, okay? And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because guess what? The ones that are not in your inner circle they might be in somebody else's inner circle and that's okay but you got to figure out who you put in that inner circle and one more thing you got to understand guys don't put too many in there it gets really crowded it's a small circle okay you you don't put 20 people in there okay if you got 20 people in there you you all jacked up you need to start cutting some people out cuz there's something wrong your discernment is not good at all okay I'm just going to be honest with you so you need to narrow it down so what we're going to do is these these little pieces of paper towel by the way. Can everybody see these? No? Well stand up. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're small pieces of paper towel, okay? okay. Those paper towels, paper towels, <laughs> those pieces of paper towel represent all of your friends. The outer circle, inner circle, all of them, right? This balloon this is you. You see, people will get attracted to you. A lot of friends, right? Some of them already falling off. Some sorry friends, man. (laughs) But how do you know who you keep in your inner circle and who you keep out? Well, let's say you lie about something. Let's say you uh, get arrested. Let's say you uh, didn't go to church Sunday. The ones that stay on there, that's your inner circle. That's who you keep there, guys. The ones that fall off every time you make some little mistake, they're on your outer circle. The ones that stick with you, And you'll be surprised. Sometimes it'll be somebody you never expected to be on your inner circle. You never expected them there. But they got your back. They're in your corner. That's who you want, guys. That's a warrior friend. Stick with those people. Amen? Amen. One last thing I want to bring up. And then I'll get the worship team up here. our youth our teenagers this is a tough world for them guys they need warrior friends in a bad way our youth here at this church is growing stronger and stronger every single week and it has been amazing to watch their discernment they're learning about spiritual gifts they're learning about, and this is what I love about our youth pastors. In fact, our youth pastors, y'all stand up right now, please. Yeah, i make y'all mad. Stand up. Stand up. Y'all give them a round of applause. That's Tristan and Bryce, and then we've got Kyle and Taylor as well. We have two couples that help out. And guys, they're teaching. They're, they're, they're preaching and teaching on the hard stuff, man. They're talking about suicide. They're talking about things that other churches don't even want to bring up around their kids. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's just like the sermon I preached about a month ago where I talked about how the suicide rate for 10- to 14-year-olds in the last 10 years has gone up 190%. Our kids need to be talked to about it, and we've got youth pastors that are doing an amazing job with that. They have the courage (laughs) to do that. So I say all this to say this. We've got a lot of young kids in this room. We've got a lot of teenagers that come to this church. But they're not going to youth. My question is this. How many warrior friends do they have? If they don't have any, get their butt in youth. Amen?